0: Welcome to Between Two Barrels, a twice weekly podcast recorded at Studio 66 presented by Tennessee Legend Distillery. Between Two Barrels is a show that highlights legends of all shapes and sizes from across the state of Tennessee. From the queen of country Dolly Parton to the elusive Tennessee Wildman, from our head distiller to our legendary staff and products. On this show you will learn some terms of the alcohol industry as well as learn some awesome recipes for food and cocktails alike. Join us as we journey through the volunteer state to bring you stories of legends that involve the beautiful state of Tennessee, from country music as well as rock and roll royalty, cryptids, distillery origins, carbonated beverage beginnings, and everything in between. This show truly highlights what makes a legend a Tennessee legend.
1: Welcome, legends, to another episode of Between Two Barrels Podcast. I'm your host, Opie, and joined by the manager, B-Low. B, b is up?
0: Oh, not a whole lot. Um, enjoying the fact that we actually get to see some sunshine mm-hmm. after quite a few uh, overcast and rainy days. Um, just looking at the weather forecast for the next couple of weeks. Yeah. Does look like we are going to have some higher temperatures, you know, getting into the... Fifties uh, and sixties uh, for the most part, but we do have a few days right now that it does look like it's gonna not crack the fort, you know, yeah. the the forty degree range and get into the fifties, and still some nights, you know, down around freezing and stuff like that. Uh, but we do have the potential for snowmageddon part two coming through uh, around after Valentine's Day. Uh, looking ahead of course the farthest you can see is just a couple of weeks out which would put us right around that time and that's of course when a lot of those temperatures as well as rain can fluctuate a little bit to to give us some more of the white powdery stuff
1: we might get one more
0: Um, (laughs) and I could see it happening around Easter just hope that it's not anywhere near what we had to deal with Um, a whole week off what what is weird to say now? Last month in January, I
1: don't know. But the, at the same time, I think that January, and and I think that it suffers from being the Monday of the year. <laughs> you know, that's that's an interesting way to put it. Um, but this January, I feel like it went fast. But at the same time, it's like the individual days felt like they drug. But before you knew it, yeah we were at the last week of January. I was like, Oh oh wow, January's is done. January's done. It was it, it was at the that same one week time it felt like a drug. Mm-hmm. Like individual days would feel like that. Because um, 'cause there'd be some days, you know, where like as much as I like what I do I'd look down at my watch and be like, It's just one o'clock. Good Lord, it feels like it should be
0: I feel like I've been here for eight hours already.
1: already. And then there's some days where I look down and I go, oh, my God, I got to go. Like, I feel like I just got here. (laughs) Right. And that is just more added on to that, what we talk about, how it's just a construct, man. Yeah, everything's relative. Everything's relative. It's just a construct. But um, speaking of time, we have... uh, Twenty-four hours almost before we open our show. Clue. Yes. Um. Get our final dress tonight. Uh. It's going great. Uh. Opening night sold out. Friday's already sold out. Oh heck yeah! And the first weekend's getting closer and closer to being a full sellout weekend, which is great. Um. It's a it's a good problem to have. But um. Uh. We're we it's it's going good. It's uh. It's fast, you know. It's fast-paced comedy. Oh yeah, yeah. You know, it kind of pulls from that whole old British farce feel, like um, uh,
0: Monty Python, Monty is, Python, you or- stuff, yeah, and, uh, and just
1: that fast. Um, but it's more Americanized and and grounded in the script as opposed to what the the lines are. Um, but it's it's going good. Uh, Josh, uh, friend, you know co-host of the 30 and nerdy podcast, uh, friend of the show and studio 66, uh, hasn't been on stage in six years.
0: Took a bit of a hiatus first time back. And he's taking on a, uh, on from Wadsworth. what I understand a, a rather massive role. Yes. yes in Wadsworth. Yes,
1: in Wadsworth. Um, but you know, he's doing great. Um, and you know, he gets in his own head and he's all nervous and stressed, but I can't imagine Actually, I can. I can imagine because I took about five years off of air, too. Right. So uh, it is difficult to. Luckily, after my break, I stepped into a smaller role my first time back after five years. He's stepping into the most lines in the show. Yeah. And really that kind of Wrangler and. Keeps everything moving. Yes, moves everything and, and physically moves everything. The way we have the doorway set up is like the set is kind of painted and set to look like the board game. Okay. But then we have these six individual empty door frames that represent doors and they get moved to the locations to represent us going into the room. So he's kind of the choreographer of Oh the, wow. So of, he's having so to move he's mo- all of these things. lines on top of accent, on top of blocking, on top of choreography. So I was like, I mean, after 6 years, yeah, it's stressful that's to jump into. Lot. <laughs> it's a lot, that to is stress- a lot to jump into, but it's gonna be good uh, we got it's, it's a it's just a damn talented cast um, a lot of new faces for encore which is always a great thing too means our talent base is growing uh, and the words getting out there but yeah if you're within driving distance of Morristown Tennessee and you're listening to this uh, we run this weekend and next weekend Friday and Saturday at 7:30 and Sundays at 2:30 so uh, go to etcplays.org and get your tickets it's gonna be a fun show
0: yeah, go see Josh as Wadsworth and Opie as Mr. Green. Pretty, uh, as, as they say back in the day, a really good shoe. A really good shoe. A really, good shoe. A really good shoe. Heck yeah! Um, for some other things that are going to be happening around town, of course, we let you know on the episode earlier this week um, about a few things that are still happening in town. Uh, if you are going to be in the area, um, make sure, of course, the K two volleyball tournament I think is going to be in its last weekend over at the Cereval Convention Center so if you're going to be around the wilderness um, uh, area uh, the wilderness um, water park or anything mm-hmm. like that anything over and around um, what would be that area just make sure and take into account the traffic that will be there as a result of the K2 Volleyball Tournament over there and again if you are not tired of enjoying Christmas lights there are still plenty of opportunities throughout Severe County once again, one of the biggest lies that is told in this area is that the locals do not have to pay for the lights being up. That is a complete farce. Our electric bills go up uh, significantly. So we over a month of them? Until the end of February. <laughs> if not going into if March not going at this into March, point. Because
1: technically yeah. winter ends in March.
0: Yeah, the end of February going into March. Ooh. It's the, the December, January, February... But yeah. unfortunately, we have the lights start Winter in Fest. November. Yeah. yeah, for the big kickoff of Winterfest.
1: So the kickoff Winterfest technically still in fall. Yes. They don't wait till December 21st to turn the lights on. No. They wait till Thanksgiving.
0: No, they don't even wait until Thanksgiving. Yeah. They're Most turned on at the beginning of, of November. 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 Yeah. So uh, like the 5th, 6th, 7th of November is like the official lighting, but they're already on for a week before that. Yeah. The yes. end of October like Halloween is done. Let's turn everything on. Yes, is usually much. how it goes. It's pretty much, how it goes. <clears throat> but yeah, uh, if you are planning on moving to this area, just a heads up, word of warning, caution, whatever you want to call it, um, you Move can use to
1: Jeff County or Knox County.
0: No, that doesn't even help. You get you get hit uh, with it too. Uh, well, uh, we well, Knoxville they, does. They do the Festival of Lights and everything else. Mm-hmm. So yes, we wind up getting. A portion of move it, to even Hamlin County, they even, don't do any of that Even that the stuff. very rural part of Knox yeah. County that I live in, I can tell you that from
1: from mm. personal experience, Hamlin County doesn't do any of that stuff, any touristy. So there you go, Christmas stuff. So move to Hamlin County, still drive to Sevier County. Yeah, you can you still enjoy these things. You're just not having things, to pay for it, but you're just only forty minutes away, and they don't do the touristy stuff. So you don't have electric bills that are three, four, and five hundred dollars sometimes. Right,
0: because of from because the same of amount of poorly usage. built
1: insulation and Christmas lights. Right,
0: <laughs> yeah. But yeah, if you are not done with Christmas lights, you still want to see all the fun yeah. displays and everything else. You can enjoy lights throughout not only uh, Sevierville, Pigeon Forge, and Gatlinburg, but you can head on over into uh, Newport, Cock County, Knoxville. There are several different displays that are still up you don't necessarily have to drive through with your uh, car truck whatever to be able to see these there are also several opportunities around the area to be able to view these from the air Mm -hmm. and not drone shots i'm talking you can rent a helicopter helicopter tours for the lights as well as getting in an airplane and flying around the great smoky mountains area and being able to enjoy not only the christmas lights but just the general lights of the city in and of itself from an aerial view so something fun to take in if you are going to be in the area over the next couple of weeks uh other construction news stuff like that um the ford dealership is about to wrap up and before too much longer of course target yeah, target I the trucks are in the lot yes
1: how does that happen do they all just slowly drive in
0: so, yes, there's like a, a four or five people that will pick up or get the keys. Go. Drive, drive them over. Go, yeah, drive them one over. person is chauffeuring everybody back and forth My and one God. that's got, you know, like one of the service vehicles or whatever. Yeah. So, unfortunately, in a sense, the, there will be some, like, vehicles that have gotten an extra three or four miles on them from, uh, from purchase going another. from yeah the one showroom or one parking lot to the other parking lot wow because it would be cheaper for them to do that than it would be to hire a semi to be with a car hauler to come in load all of the cars up and drive them from there to here unload them and do that multiple times it's just easier and more cost effective for them just to really drive them over as they uh, are so yeah uh, and then, of course, like uh, Target, Target mm. um anxiously uh, being awaited uh, for completion um, and talking to some staff members uh, in other ways that we are looking to be able to potentially uh, lose some weight, uh, get a little bit more fit uh, coming up into Aww. the spring and summertime um, at any point in time is to walk. From Target. the store here to the Target, or if we want to have, like on a, a, a splurge or cheat day, we want to have a Freddy's burger or walk to Freddy's. something like that. You have to walk down there to get it, enjoy it, and then have, of course, what would be the walk back yeah. after having enjoyed it. Or, I, God forbid, you're walk walking in the summer miserable. heat, <laughs> you know, uh, walking back with an uneaten burger. Uh, to wind up taking in. But yeah, uh, if you are, I guess, said going to be in the area at any point in time over the next couple of weeks, just some things to take in and some things to keep in mind if you are going to be in the area. As far as the store news itself is Mm -hmm. concerned, we are still currently operating from a 10 a.m. to 8 p.m. schedule Sunday through Thursday and a 10 a.m. to 9 p.m. schedule on Friday and Saturday at the Highway 66 or Winfield Dunn location where we are recording from and then our Newport Highway location 7 days a week open 10am to 8pm of course all locations this time of year specifically weather permitting Mm -hmm. Um, we
1: do have some construction going on of our own
0: yes um, something definitely not necessarily to keep in mind that's going to hinder your traffic flow uh, up and down the parkway or from Sevierville to Pigeon Forge or anything like that However, Opie, yes, you are correct, getting in and out of our parking lot, or at least trying to make the round around behind the parking lot, uh, we do have quite a bit of construction going on. Majority of it is for Gatlinburg Brewing Company, mm-hmm. our wonderful friends right next door to us uh, this time of year. Um, great time to visit, not as busy over there. So regardless, any time you visit, you're always going to get great food, great service. But if you don't want to have a whole lot of people around and it being, like, overly busy or loud, definitely a good time of year to come in and check it out. Not to mention, if you are a fan of loaded potato skins or loaded baked potatoes, their Uh, current pie or pizza of the month is the loaded baked potato pizza. Five swims, ten stars, (laughs) four thrums, way up. Um, On the baked potato pizza. Swing. Uh, A swing, if you will. (laughs) Um, For some of us, not for all of us, uh, because not everybody likes pickles or even fried pickles. Um, But it's ranking up there with the fried pickle pizza.
1: Really? Yeah.
0: So a lot of people are really, really enjoying that one. Um, But yeah, a lot of the construction going on uh, is a result of the brewery expanding and growing. Um, But we are going to have a bit of our own, and hopefully the next time some of you listeners wind up making it in here, we'll actually have a paved parking lot, and you won't have to worry about stepping down into an oversized in-ground (laughs) birdbath the next time you wind up visiting us here at the Winfield Dunn location. Now, if you are wanting to keep up with any and all of that information, make sure that you follow us on the social media sites. Our two main ones, of course, are facebook and instagram for tennessee legend distillery of course our main and only sponsor at this point in time uh you can look up tennessee legend distillery hyphen severe county for the two locations here in Sevier county mm-hmm. cookville if you're going to be following the cookville location or nashville if you are looking for the nashville location But the best thing to do, of course, is just to follow all three of them, Mm. whether it be on Instagram or Facebook. So that way you make sure you are fully covered. And then if you are going to be doing the Instagram, they're a little bit different. Uh, Search Tennessee Legend Distillery, Nash, N-A-S-H for Nashville, C-K-V-L for Cookville, or S-E-V-C-O, Sevco for the Sevier County locations. And Opie, how about you let them know? how they can find us for Studio 66.
1: Studio 66, all you have to do is go to the website, TLDStudio66.com. You're going to find our social media links that you can click on, Um, and we even have the social media links that you can click on for Tennessee Legend Distillery as well just to make it easier for you. But you can follow Studio 66 on Instagram and Facebook. That is where updates show up. That is where new episode announcements pop up. And sometimes... Images from behind the scenes And speaking of behind the scenes You are currently listening To the regular Cut of this episode However before Sometimes during And definitely after the regular cut There are Patreon moments Patreon is a way to support Studio 66 beyond Just listening um, It is a financial supporting opportunity but with that financial supporting opportunity starting as low as a cup of coffee a month and up to some other larger tiers you are going to get special thanks from us in the form of extra content bloopers deleted scenes swag from tld and studio 66 discounts to tennessee legend distillery and all forms and fashion of thank yous for being a patreon member so, you can also find out how to become a Patreon member at tldstudio66.com, and uh, we hope you'll check that out today. Now, last episode, we had a nice little fluffy episode talking about the origins and the beginnings of the Moon Pie, and really the legend that it has created for
0: itself. Absolutely, and I had no idea. I mean, of course, New that it was of southern origin, but I had no idea until digging into it that it was, of course, a Tennessee native product, or a Tennessee originating product. Um, Coming, of course, from Chattanooga, the Chattanooga Bakery. Yes, Having made several other products, hundreds of other products, uh, of course, most famously and well-known for the moon pie.
1: Absolutely, and there are some still some really cool opportunities in Chattanooga that actually have like individual uh I wouldn't say full on moon pie bakeries. Right. Moon pie stores. Oh yeah. Kinda like the Goo Goo cluster has in uh in and around Tennessee. Yep. Um I had uh was t- was talking to my mom about the episode and I uh, told her, I, I was like, you know, my, my memory that I talked about in the episode was being a kid. Going to the and school. And that being my breakfast. Yeah. <laughs> and she's like, yeah, you know, looking back now. Hindsight. Hindsight being what it is, I probably should have been like, no, Tyler, not until you've had real breakfast. She was like, right. but I was also in drinking Diet Pepsi and eating Hostess cake as breakfast. So right. it's kind of hard for a parent to say... No, when I'm doing the exact the same exact thing. Same. <laughs> so yeah. she's like, I really set the tone for your breakfast <laughs> habits then. Um, but yeah, it was a great episode. Learned a lot. Um, I, I love learning more and more about different aspects about things that come from this state and kind of cement that legacy. And I know that all 50 states um, have many things that they, you know, t- tout. That they were the creators of, uh, for instance, I'm pretty sure Pepsi is a North Carolina thing or a Georgia thing or something like right. that. Right. So yeah, but one of the thing, my favorite things about this podcast is just the fact of not just getting to to kind of add more moments of you're welcome, Earth, <laughs> but also <laughs> learn things. Um, for instance, last last week in that episode, I learned just the aspect of marshmallow in being gelatin. Like being oh, gelatin. A, like a sugar yeah, and gelatin. Yeah, like it's a uh, sugar yeah, and yeah, gelatin. Yeah. So, because when I think marshmallow, I'm like, well... Then it kind of hit me. I was like, well, surely they're not roasting marshmallows for each individual moon pie. Right. And then just slapping it on a graham cracker and dipping it in right. strawberry or chocolate. Right. So, hearing about the process, I was like, no, oh, that actually does make more sense. Because the time and hands that it would take to individually roast marshmallows for each moon pie. Right. I kind of, after thinking, I was like, that's kind of stupid on your part, Tyler. It, it's all <laughs> right. It's all right. that that, that would happens. be a thing that they'd do. But as for this episode, we're talking about um, a legendary place. Um, a place that most locals would call uh Vegas. Or Reno, for Southern Baptists. Yes, a a tourist trap built by bears, <laughs> black bears, and uh, we're talking about the the origins, the times, and the legend that has become Gatlinburg, Tennessee.
0: Yes, and I'm I'm 100% glad that you led in the way that you did, and using the terminology, even going back. Uh, briefly just before the the um, uh, marshmallow reference mm, and going yeah. into that stuff yep. um as far as your welcome moments yeah. <laughs> in and about uh uh from you know your welcome from Tennessee um because as people are going to come to find out uh if it were not from someone outside mm. of Tennessee uh Gatlinburg may not have That's true. come to be Gatlinburg. So That's we're true. gonna we're gonna go ahead and dive into it. Um but you are right. The area of Sear County, south of Surreal and Pigeon Forge, once known as White Oak Flats, or simply White Oak, did not receive the name Gatlinburg until eighteen fifty six. Wow. That when I did the, not know when the second general store in the area owned by Radford Gatlin established the first post office in the area <laughs> in his store and when asked what the name of the town was he named it after himself after himself, thus establishing Gatlinburg and of course this does not sit well with the other townsfolk of the flats Wow the <clears throat> audacity was on sale and White
1: Oak, apparently.
0: Oh, by the truckloads. (laughs) Uh, Yes, very contrary to popular belief or at least one of the very emphatic (laughs) uh, um, customers that come into the store one time who was very, very adamant that Gatlinburg was named after the Gatling gun (laughs) is unfortunately quite mistaken. You were incorrect, Um, sir. um,
1: Yes, and it kind of scares you when, not just that they're wrong. Like, he is
0: extremely wrongly wrong, but so just, no, I'm right. But those are the same people that believe that the smoke is pumped into the mountains. Yes,
1: yes, and that Kevin Bacon was not in focus.
0: Yes, <laughs> that is correct. <laughs> um, but, of course, the actual origins uh, of the white settlers anyway to the area go back almost 50 years or more prior mm. to that point in time. Mm. Um, even before even the white settlers came to the area, the stretch along what is now modern day Highway 441, what we look out and we drive. Highway 441. Every day where this studio, this mm. building is located, mm-hmm. uh, from the French Broad River, what is now right down here at the... Uh, Smoky Mountain Works, the big blue building as you're driving into Sevierville before Absolutely. you get to Pigeon Forge. You all know that landmark as you're driving into town off the 407. Mm-hmm. All the way through the sugarlands and down over into North Carolina, which follows what would be the west prong of the Little Pigeon River, was of course utilized by the Cherokee Indians for centuries prior to colonists coming to the area. They would use it for food sources, uh, hunting, gathering, uh, means of transportation from one area to another, from one tribe area to another, down along through the Smoky Mountains, or what is now the Smoky Mountains National Park, coming from North Carolina over here into Tennessee. And of course, more than likely, several 18th century European and early American settlers also hunted and trapped fauna of the area for food and fur but the first person to actually try to establish an actual stead in the area was Edgefield, South Carolina native William Ogle Oh
1: of the Ogles
0: of the Ogles so, yes, a South Carolinian, in part, is responsible for what is now known as Gatlinburg. Wow. <laughs> At least it wasn't <laughs> a Georgian. Or or, or or worse in your eyes there, Opio-Floridian.
1: Ugh. That would have been a travesty.
0: But, yes, Ogle worked with the Cherokee Indians cutting, hewing, and notching logs to build a cabin for he and his family for the following year. He actually returned to South Carolina to bring in one more harvest that they would use for supplies for the move and to have after they had made the move. And, of course, he was going to be bringing his family along with him. Unfortunately, during that time, a malaria outbreak swept through the Midlands and the low country of South Carolina, and Ogle succumbed to the disease, which ultimately did kill him in 1803 before he was able to return to the mountains. Mm. His wife, however, not one to let her husband's dreams and efforts seem go to waste, decided to pick up her husband's task and see them to completion. She first moved her family to Virginia, where she had some other relatives, and then she took a, took a small group of family members to the place where her late husband told her he and the Cherokee had set those logs. With the help of her brother, Peter Husky... Her daughter, Rebecca, and Rebecca's husband, James McCarter. Whoa. Yes, Ogles, Huskies, and, and McCarters. <laughs> Things are definitely really starting were, to take shape.
1: They really were like the founding families. The
0: OGs, yes, of Gatlinburg. Dang. Um, they found the logs that William had left and proceeded to erect the cabin that William had set out to build several years prior. That... Very cabin still stands to this day near the intersection of the West Prong of the Little Pigeon River and Baskins Creek. Oh, wow. Yes. After James and Rebecca settled in the area, it was later referred to as the Carter Town District of Gatlinburg. Wow. Wow. Now, in the years that follow, many people started to travel and settle in the area, including some other familiar familial names including the Reagans, owenbees and okay. bohannans. Okay. All of which including the ogles, huskies and mccarters still have descendants that live in this area to today. Yeah. Now a majority of yeah, the people I actually God years ago
1: during the dark times <laughs> um she taught dance at a little studio here in town off of Dolly Parton. Can't remember the name, but one of the dancers was a McCarter. Yeah. she was the distant of the founding family.
0: I worked with multiple McCarters. A yeah. uh, dated a McCarter in yeah, the it's area. Cra- it's crazy. Like, I've had OMBs as friends. Yeah, Yeah. You know, I mean, it's... You really, like... Debbie Debbie Bohannon, yeah, from the comedy barn. I mean,
1: rest in peace, yeah, to a legend. Um, It's crazy to think, like
0: Ogle's Ogle's Water Park. This oh was
1: yeah, the founder of Encore. One of the founders of Encore was of the Ogle's, yeah, in Morristown. Uh, Drew Ogle was of the Ogle's. So
0: yeah, I mean the this these families, these six names that are highly prominent in this area cuz you think you, when you have think just like
1: oh well you know my family's been here for a long time yeah <laughs> no this name has been here for 200 since something years the beginning literally since the beginning like shortly after the civil freaking war
0: no, it goes back before that before Rusky. the civil war yeah
1: so like good god like so that's yeah, a legacy
0: a, a majority of the people that traveled to the area and settled were veterans of either the Revolutionary War uh, or the War of 1812 and took up residence on 50-acre tracts of land that they had received for their service and turned them into land deeds. So, yeah, it was after war service. They had huge tracts of land. They had huge tracts of land, yes. And as mentioned earlier, Radford Gatlin established the second general store to exist in the town, still known as White Oak Flats at the time. Since the area was rapidly growing and becoming a prominent place in the mountains for resource imports and exports, it was determined that a post office needed to exist for the area. Radford had the post office established in his general store. Now this is all taking place on the cusp of the American Civil War, And as we all know, this would go on to cause all sorts of division within the U.S. with brother brother fighting brother Mm. and people sympathizing with one side or the other. In the Flats, however, for the most part, settlers were either neutral with more people leaning towards the Union side. However, popular belief. Yes. However, Gatlin was a Southern sympathizer, and this, of course, led to animosity from the people of the Flats.
1: So not only was he a southern sympathizer,
0: but he was also the guy who said, "Mm, it's Gatlinburg. Well, it was a situation to where Gatlin, in retaliation of the animosity (laughs) from the townspeople, then decided when the post office was established would get even with the townspeople by naming the town after himself since it was what was going to be recognized at that time by the government. P-E to the T. Wow. Yes. This, of course, did not set well with the folks of the flats, and they eventually ran Radford out of town. But unfortunately, the damage had already been done, mm. and what was once known as White Oak Flats would now forever be known as Gatlinburg. And White Oak Flats sounds really cool. It does. And there's actually still the White Oak Flats Cemetery in mm. Gatlinburg that you can go visit. So there is still some... some some reminiscence of that even though unfortunately this guy who decided to take Petty to a whole nother level oh my
1: god he vented Petty at that point good lord
0: now some other notable moments in Gatlinburg history include the late 1800's when the invention of the bandsaw and the logging railroad led to a boom in the lumber industry and during that time It was Andrew Jackson Huff that founded one of the earliest sawmills for the area and residents supplemented their income by providing lodging for the lumber workers. In essence, some of the first quote-unquote tourism to the area.
1: And tenants.
0: And tenants, yes. Uh, uh, Out-of-area people coming in, bed and breakfast. The RBOs, before it was a thing. Now, tourism... Fully began in the early 1900s after people read all about the natural beauty and wonder of the Smoky Mountains described in Mary Murphy and Horace Kephart's writings. So it was people who were basically writing for Better Homes and Gardens that (laughs) wound up getting a lot of people to to start visiting Tennessee. Um, Some other fun things. In 1912 Phi Beta Phi Women's Fraternity... established a settlement school in the area that is still in operation today after several transformations and upgrades known as the Aramont School for the Arts. Wow. Yeah. That's cool. (laughs) And last but not least, before we wind up getting over, because we're actually doing fairly decent on time, and I think we're going to be able to have a lot of fun stuff to discuss Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. uh, over on the Patreon side of things, but we don't want to sell you short on the regular stuff. Um, It was the extensive logging in the area, of course, that led to conservationists to rally and call for federal action. In 1911, Congress passed the Weeks Act Act, to allow for the purchase of land for national forests. Shortly after, it was the aforementioned author Horace Kephart as well as some Knoxville businessmen that advocated for the area to be turned into a national park in the likes of Yosemite and Yellowstone. With the purchase of 76,000 acres of land by the Little River Lumber Company in 1926, that quickly became a reality. Andrew Huff opened the first hotel known as the Mountain View Hotel in 1916. The Mountain View? Yes. And his son, Jack, opened the LeConte Lodge on top of Mount LeConte in 1926. And despite problems with lumberers and the Tennessee State Legislature, The Great Smoky Mountains National Park was officially opened in 1934. We are 90 years into the existence of the the Great Smoky Mountains National Park, 10 years away from the 100-year anniversary of the GSM. Wow. For a mountain range that is far, far uh, older than that. Far older. But, but as recognized, we are 10 years away from the 100-year anniversary. That's crazy. Now, the formation or labeling formation of the park itself uh, radically changed Gatlinburg. When the Pi Beta Phis arrived in 1912, like I said, Gatlinburg was a small hamlet with six houses... A blacksmith shop, a general store, a Baptist church, and a greater community of 600 individuals, most of whom, of course, lived in log cabins. In 1934, the first year the park was open, an estimated 40,000 visitors passed through the city, and within a year, this number had increased over 12 fold to 500,000. In 1934, it was at 40,000 visitors. One year later, a half a million people. Yeesh. From 1940 to 1950, the cost per acre of land in Gatlinburg increased from $50, equivalent to $1,000 in 2022, to $8,000, equivalent to $97,000 in 2022. Mm -hmm. While the park's arrival benefited Gatlinburg and made many of the town's residents wealthy, the tourism explosion led to problems with air quality and urban sprawl, and even in modern times, of course, the town's infrastructure is often pushed to the limit on peak vacation days and must consistently adapt to accommodate the growing number of tourists. Good God. Yes.
1: Well, I'd say it's unfathomable numbers
0: now. Oh, the the numbers are in the millions. Millions yeah. of visitors. Yeah. Not just to the area, but specifically just to Gatlinburg. And that does explain why they have all the infrastructure that they've had to change with uh, updating sewage lines, updating underground electricity lines, uh, updating sanitation, uh, increasing the amount of times that trash cans are are emptied throughout the city. Mm -hmm. The, The number of times that people just drive up and down the parkway through there to go empty out these different receptacles and stuff like that. And then, of course, the amount of trash that winds up being thrown into whatever larger bins and the number of times that they have to be emptied. And that's just on the street. That's not including inside the businesses, inside the restaurants, inside the stores, the cabins, the (laughs) hotels, any and all of that stuff that has to be done regularly. Mm. I mean, several times, like probably 50 or more times a day. Oh. And the amount of, you know, people that it takes to do that to to cover what is just a little over like 14 square miles or even that if that I think it's 10 like 10 point something square miles is what gatlinburg is yeah it's hard to th- it's hard to think like it's
1: literally just 10 miles
0: yeah and and all of this is encompassed into that yeah into that small little area that was once you know six houses. Yeah. A blacksmith shop, a general store. Yeah. And plenty of pristine beauty mm-hmm. and and natural surroundings and everything else. And you are truly in a little small secluded valley in Gatlinburg because everywhere around it is higher crest ridges that all pour down into that area because the river, Little Pigeon River, flows right down through the middle of Gatlinburg. Yeah. So, yeah. I was flowing like crazy a couple of weeks ago. <laughs> oh, absolutely. Uh, after all the, the rain, the snow melting, the rain on top of that and everything else, I mean, it's, it's surprising we haven't had as m- more flooding than yeah. what we, you know, actually have yeah. had to deal with. Um, getting into the the impact of Gatlinburg, which well, is Gatlinburg entirely unmistakable. I just hit town, and my throat was dry um so I mean, right there, right off the bat, you've been able to get into uh, media, uh, mm-hmm. pop culture in that aspect with the music side of things, and going back to like you just did, Johnny Cash singing mm-hmm. about it, but he's singing about it. what would have been taking place during these times? Yeah. During the or, or, or origins, origins uh, the origin times. story yeah. of Gatlinburg, yeah. um, whenever it was just that logging mill district and it was nothing but a bunch of tough SOBs, you know, walking yeah. the streets of, you know, Gatlinburg. Yeah. Um,
1: Back during the 50s when it was nothing. There yeah. wasn't, I mean, it was something, but there wasn't Bubba Gumps. There wasn't. You didn't Loco have the aquarium. Boro. There wasn't the aquarium. Yeah. There wasn't all these You didn't have tourist fanny and Yeah. <laughs> and we sell swords and keyblades and <laughs> things all like that. All these different things. <laughs> it was literally just like a couple bars. Yeah. Little to watering out in holes. And get away in and, Yeah. And it's literally the place that the boy named Sue was just passing through. Yeah. You know, and he happened to run into his father. Yeah. So it's, it's a place you went to disappear. Yeah.
0: So. And, and in this, you know, continuing on the, the path of, of um, social media or, or pop culture influence. Yeah. yeah. Uh, or pop culture influence, specifically social media. Something that's been being passed around quite a bit. Everyone passing through Gatlinburg recognizes and knows about the BMW that sits in the one parking spot. It has changed a couple of times in my lifetime as far as the the year model and everything, <laughs> yeah. the the design of the vehicle, but it's always been a BMW and it's always been in that same spot. That's and the, it's the, the thing it's like test. it doesn't matter right. what time you wind up going through Gatlinburg, it usually always seems to be sitting there. Have we ever found the owner? that's what i was about to get to through the the advancements of of social media and the the number of people that pass through the area it, it it's almost been like a bigfoot sighting to actually see the guy that owns it or the car to not be there but on tiktok in the over the course of the last 2 months i have seen more videos of the car actually either not being there or seeing the owner Is he getting into the car. That's hilarious. Uh, no, it was, it was, he did have kind of the pose going on, but it, it was, it was a clear photo. Um, I i, I kind of want to say this, but I also kind of don't. Uh, he, he, he somewhat resembled Epstein. Oh, God. <laughs> I mean, I'm, I'm, and I'm not, you know, stretching the truth too far with that. Um, It'd be funny if you had This had would a, probably start all kinds of yeah. th- conspiracy theories.
1: It, it start like, a, make a shirt, be like, Mothman, I've seen, Bigfoot, I've seen, but the
0: owner of the Gatlinburg BMW, <laughs> I've never I've seen, never seen, never. <laughs> <laughs> there or yeah, uh, uh, he's still, he's still Sasquatch or, or, or uh, uh, yeah, they're um, having a conversation. They're
1: having a conversation, and they—I well, I saw him once. I saw him once, bull. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, you didn't. Proof for it didn't happen. Proof for picture it didn't happen. Uh,
0: but yeah, uh, videos to where he's actually been going out, and getting into the car, and driving <laughs> off, like driving from that spot. And then I think, if I'm not mistaken, unless this is one of those Mandela effects. I want to say that someone posted a video of him actually backing up into that spot, like actually pulling into that spot, which it's a situation where, kind of like I do whenever I get home, I pull a little bit past my driveway and then back yeah. into it. Yeah. Because we're right there on the road. Same thing, he pulls a little bit further forward, throws it in reverse, and then backs right up on into there. But I, I've been through Gatlinburg at... Two o'clock in the morning, I've been through Gatlinburg at two o'clock in the afternoon. It's, it's always there. there. I have never driven past and not seen it there. Me either. So it's <coughs> now, our own cryptid. Uh, right. In terms of, of coming like coming
1: this October Right. An episode
0: on the driver of the, the BMW. The driver of the BMW the new cryptid. <laughs> we we will have, vi- we'll have we will video have video, video evidence. evidence that he does exist. Um, but the the impact on our um, our state, as well as our state's economy, yeah. is unmistakable yeah. and undeniable. Yeah. More people visit the Smoky Mountains and the Gatlinburg, Pigeon Forge, Sevier County area than uh, uh, a lot of other destinations by far. It's second or third to Vegas. Yeah, which I mean is saying a lot because yeah. a lot of people wind up traveling to those places and the amount of money that winds up getting spent in this area is is unmistakable. Mm-hmm. That's why the, the joke that I tell people sometimes whenever they're like, well, I'm old enough. I've probably got more gray hairs and you've got whatever, you yeah. know, whatever excuse they want to say. Yeah. And when we turn around and tell them, hey, man, state of Tennessee runs off of three things, tourism, taxes and fines. Tourism is listed number one because yes. it is the number one between East Tennessee with Gatlinburg, Pigeon Forge, Sevierville, Forge. Knoxville, the Great Smoky Mountains. Then you have Nashville. Then in the you Tennessee, get the middle Tennessee. And Tennessee. <laughs> yeah Tennessee. It, yeah. It's, yeah. There's, there's no doubt with all of the different things that this state has to offer that tourism is one of the primary benefactors or or money makers for the state. Uh, And then of course with all the different uh, forms of tourism and things that are allowed or not allowed or whatever the case may be in the state of Tennessee, all different sorts of rules have to be enforced, especially with the alcohol consumption, manufacturing and consumption with the different moonshine and whiskey places. But also the fact that um, globally, uh, um, hemp is legal. It just cannot contain above a certain percentage of uh, THC to it. That's something else that people in this area are doing. But it's also regulated that if anybody <laughs> sneezes the wrong way, they're going to wind up getting slapped with some sort of fine. And then, of course, for those of you that do not know, our regular sales tax for the area is 9.75%. And then anything that's considered entertainment or tourism-based winds up getting an additional 2.25% sales tax added to it or luxury tax. So you're paying almost 12% tax in the Sevier County area for most everything that you wind up going to do. So, like I say, tourism taxes and fines is not any sort of a stretch by any means but yeah um, really beyond that uh, in your opinion Opie what are some other things to you that truly denotes Gatlinburg or that truly makes Gatlinburg a legend in your mind
1: the sheer numbers alone of foot traffic And car traffic. Um... The same type of thing that would give... Legend status to places like... Nashville, L.A., Vegas. Just the sheer visitors alone. Yeah. Um... It carries a status that very few... Towns in this state... Let alone towns in this country... Oh, yeah. Can claim. Um... Though it's not mentioned, um, say, in music like Nashville is, right. or like L.A. is. Um, There's still a prominence it's still for it, a yeah. prominence there in the country music world, uh, the Smoky Mountains in general. Um, the money it brings in, the money it brings to our economy, and, yeah, just the sheer numbers of attendance to one little town. And the fact that those names, those founding names, are still a bloodline in existence. Yeah. It's just baffling.
0: Oh, I had, a while I was doing some research for this episode, um, looking into some of these things with these original names and stuff like that, it almost made me wonder like, if Descendants would have some sort of like eternal struggle or have to deal with some type of eternal battle like mm. the the regular townsfolk of White Oak Flats against Radford Gatlin. If oh. the descendants of Radford Gatlin still hold animosity to the it's like the Hatfields the, and McCoys. Yeah, the the McCarters, the Ogles yeah. the the Reagans and they stuff like that. Him out of town. That ran Radford out of town like if that would be like a good, you know uh uh not necessarily Yes, supernatural, but like a...
1: It also kind of would be a, a really cool, um, like, I don't know, like Scooby-Doo episode. <laughs> right. I'd get in for it, it Do it all animated and like the spirits of Gatlin and his... Yeah. Are rising up against the McCarters and Ogles and...
0: Causing tourism to the area yeah, to, decline to decline and stuff and like some that. some
1: curse that you have to lift. Yep. Yeah. And all it really boils down to is you have to get Gatlin and like the original McCarters and Ogles to forgive each other. Yeah, that's all I like to lift the curse.
0: Yeah, God.
1: <laughs> but yeah, if you get an I animator mean, out there. Uh, we'll send you to, to like either make it a comic book or a little YouTube sketch, and we'll send you a bunch of free swag.
0: Absolutely, if you're good
1: at animation.
0: Absolutely. I would love that. One hundred percent. yeah, the the impact just in general that, that Gatlinburg has on this country. I don't think there's too many people east of the Mississippi, whether it be north or south of the Mason Dixon line mm. that you could be like Gatlinburg and they're like, Oh yeah. Oh uh, yeah yeah. Gatlinburg. Yeah. I know exactly Gatlinburg. Yeah. We love to go to the aquarium every year. Yeah. I love <laughs> I love going down there with my church youth group and stealing all kinds of stuff from <laughs> the know. different shops from the rack cards. We love throwing rack
1: cards on the streets, and right? Littering the streets with rack cards that we're never going to use and and getting that free little little view of taffy being made in the
0: window, right? <laughs> but yeah, this is this is kind of more the the vanilla side yeah. of of yep. things that have happened in Gatlinburg. Um, but if you want to get in some more of the the deeper cuts, deeper dives, Mm -hmm. maybe even some of the darker stuff, uh, we're definitely going to be getting into that over on the Patreon side of things here shortly.
1: Absolutely. So thank you for tuning in to the prime cut of Tennessee Legend Distilleries Between Two Barrels podcast. Uh, If you want to join us over on the Patreon side, you know how to do that. Just become a member of Patreon, and we will happily have you over on the Patreon cut of these episodes. So thank you for tuning in legends stay kind to yourself stay kind to others and cheers to you
0: thanks for listening to another episode of Between Two Barrels we hope you enjoyed this episode for more information about what's happening with any of the Studio 66 shows make sure to like, follow, subscribe click the thumbs up whatever you have to do to make sure you get your fill of this legendary content to do so search Studio 66 on Facebook or Instagram, or the Studio 66 playlist on YouTube from Tennessee Legend Distillery. You can also subscribe to our Patreon channel, patreon.com slash tldstudio66 for additional content for all of the Studio 66 shows, as well as gifts from the different Studio 66 podcasts and Tennessee Legend Distillery. And if that wasn't enough, you can also visit our website, tldstudio66.com where you can find links to all of the shows and podcasts as well as merchandise for all of the individual podcasts and don't forget to sign up for our newsletter heck you can even leave us a voicemail if you like via speakpipe or send us an email at tldtube23 at gmail.com however you go about it Make sure you don't miss out on getting even more legendary info about the studio as well as the distillery from Studio 66, presented by Tennessee Legend Distillery.